the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. I want to invite your attention to Genesis chapter 32, beginning at verse 24. The word of the Lord reads as follows, then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip. And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go, for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men. And have prevailed. Amen. As we look at this text, we want to join Jacob in looking at this wrestling match that he has with this man, this angel. As he wrestles with this angel and the Lord declares to Jacob what his ultimate goal is for him, where he's going to push him. Now, just to kind of give you an up to where we are in the text, Jacob has already kind of been going through a lot, if you will, in life, and he is a tricky kind of guy. He's been to Padam Aram. He was sent there by his parents after he had tricked his brother and his father out of the first birthright. He was born a twin. He was the second born, and according to that, he should not have had the birthright. But nevertheless, by the help of his mother, they tricked his dad and tricked his brother and tricked him out of the birthright. And then his mom said, you need to get out of town. This is my version of the story. Brother's mad at you. He's probably going to kill you. Get out of town. Go somewhere else. Go get a wife from Padanaram and, you know, go there. And so he goes there. And on his way there, he falls asleep. And on his dream, God is standing at the top of a ladder. And from the ladder, there are angels ascending and descending up and down the ladder. And there, as he's sleeping in this vision, in this dream, God speaks to him and gives him these promises. God says to him, in essence, I will give you this land on which you are laying. I'm going to give this land is yours to you and your descendants. I'm going to give you this land. He comes back and tells him the second thing. He says, your descendants, uh, Jacob, are going to be like the dust of the earth. In you and in your seed, all the families of the earth are going to be blessed. And then he finally says to him, look, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to keep you. I'm going to bring you back to this land. And I'm not going to allow anything. Watch this. this I'm I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you until I've brought you back and fulfilled everything that I said that I was going to do for you. So God gives him this great promise, gives him this great kind of picture of his journey and his destiny. Now, he goes into Badamaram, and he ends up meeting 
this woman that he can't help himself. Her name is Rachel. He's head over heels in love with her. And so the trickster gets tricked. And so he goes to her, her dad and says, hey, your daughter, this is my version, is to die for. I got to have her. She's finer than fine, sweeter than sweet, all that, bag of chips and change. And I don't want to let none of that get away from me. So can I have her? This is my version of the story. And so he says, oh, yeah, work seven years. I'll give her to her. Y'all know this story, right? He works seven years, and dad gives Leah. And Leah wasn't all that, as Rachel was. So he gets tricked, and he ends up working for Laban for 21 years. And during this time, he's growing. His families are growing. His children are growing. His flocks are growing. Everything, God is blessing him. He's multiplying in the land. Everything is going wonderful in the land. And then God says, it's time for you to go back home where you came from. And so Jacob's a little bit anxious about that because his brother, you know, he didn't leave on good terms. You know, he don't know what his brother's going to be up to, you know, when he comes back. He don't know if they're going to sabotage him or what's going on. But after all these years, after 21 years plus, he goes back, and he's on his way back. And in this process, he actually is going to find out, and as we walk through this text, and I just want to kind of glean from it, he's going to find out that all that God told him in that dream, that was God's declaration, if you will, of his destiny. And that's what's going to happen to you. And that's where I'm going to make sure that your life ends up. And so with that, I kind of want to look and dig into this text a little bit and talk from a subject matter driven by destiny. Destiny is defined in so many words is that which is inevitably going to happen to you. Are you driven by that which inevitably is going to happen to you? Or have you acquired some other driving force to lead your life which is working against and wrestling against the destiny that God has ordained for you? I'm trying to help somebody. You know why? Because I believe you have been wrestling just like Jacob is wrestling against the destiny that God declared for your life. Now, I want to try to just break open some things here. I don't get too deep, too heavy, but just a little bit, and hopefully it'll bless your heart. But watch this. When you are driven by destiny, if you look here, the second word of verse 24, it says, then Jacob. Now, that word right there is the beginning of what can teach us a lesson about being driven by destiny. When you're driven by destiny, your past struggles cannot hold you hostage. I know I got one or two people that got some past struggles. I'm not, I'm not talking about today right now. I'm talking about in the past. When you're driven by destiny, what happened to you in your past can't hold you hostage. Jacob, the name, verse 24, then Jacob was left alone. Then Jacob, Jacob, his name, means trickster, one who trips or grabs the heel because he was born a twin and he came out holding his brother's heel. Now, as a result of his name, he began to live his life like his name. Jacob, the trickster, in his past has been living a tricky life. And it was all driven because his mother and father named him Tripster. Some of you got some names that we picked up on the block. Mom and dad probably didn't name you that name. But you picked this name up and you have been living in your past. You lived according to the name that was given to you. 
when you're driven by destiny, whatever happened in your past can't hold you hostage. In other words, Jacob is not going to be held hostage because he was born and named Trickster. Now, it's going to affect his life. Don't get me wrong. Brother comes in from hunting. His brother was a hunter. He was a cook. Brother went out hunt, hunted, fish, all that kind of stuff. He was rough, rugged kind of guy. And his brother came home hungry one day, asked him for some stew. He said, I'll give it to you if you give me your birthright. He said, man, I'm famished. I'm about to die. I don't care about a birthright. Give me some stew. So he gave it to him. Father was getting ready to die. Eyes had gone dim. Couldn't see very much. Mother said, okay, your brother's out hunting because his dad asked, I need some of that, some of that venison that you I want some of that meat. And so he sends him out to hunt. His mom steps in the middle, helping the trickster that she named Trickster. And he becomes tricky with his father that he puts on some wolf skin on his arm because his brother was hairy and he was smooth. This is what's his past. I'm talking about your past now. I'm talking about when you were smooth. But he tricked his father by putting on the wolf skin. And he went and he sat and he talked to his father because his father couldn't see who it was. And when his father issued the blessing, he issued the firstborn blessing to him. Tricking his father and his brother out of the birthright. And so Jacob is the driver of his past. Everything he did was about tricking folk. He even tried to trick Levin, but Levin tricked him. Let me say this. I don't care how smooth you are, how bad you are, how tricky you are, how great a liar you are. Somebody going to outlie you. Somebody going to out-trick you. Somebody going to out-finagle you. It's always somebody out there. Your match is out there somewhere. But watch this. Just because that's what you were in the past, it's not going to hold you hostage for your future. Because destiny won't let it happen. He doesn't know what his destiny is. But the text says Jacob was left alone with this man, and oftentimes the challenge and the struggle that we have is when we're left alone with our past. We're left alone to struggle on where God wants us to go versus on where we've been, and we're all by ourselves trying to struggle, wrestle our way through what I used to be, who people think I am, and what God is telling me I ought to be. And so we're left alone, and let me help you there. When you get left alone, that's a good place to be. The reason why a whole lot of people don't want to be alone is because they know that their past is going to worry them and troll them. So therefore, they always hang out with people and they never want to be alone because they don't want to deal with the struggle of their past. And so he's left there alone. Here's the problem with Jacob and his name and the way he's behaved. Jacob is behaving like a trickster because his name was trickster. But in chapter 25, verse 23, before he was born, when his mother was having hard labor pains, she inquired of God and asked God, what's going on inside of me? And God said to her, you've got two nations wrestling in your womb. The older is going to serve the younger. So God had already told the mother what the destiny of Jacob was going to be. But even though God had already told the mother what the destiny of Jacob was going to be, he still got named Trickster. I'm trying to help somebody because just because they named you something or just because you didn't know that you had a destiny doesn't stop you from getting to it. See, all the issues of his past are because he doesn't know what he was destined to be. And some of us are struggling with life cycles and life struggles and even issues of past. And some of us still present because we don't know what God destined us to be. He was already destined to be the ruler over his brother. And his mother went through all this trickery and all this stuff to get him to be that, which God had already declared he's going to be. 
So there's some of you in that same spot. You just don't know where you're supposed to be. You don't know what your destiny is. You don't know what's driving you. But Jacob is being driven by destiny. So while he's there, he's alone. He wrestles with this man until the breaking of day. Now, divine destiny will always put you at odds with your past. Divine destiny is going to put you in a wrestling match with what you used to do. Because even when God says, I'm taking you here, you're looking at where you've been and you're saying to yourself, I can't, there's no way. It's impossible. Matter of fact, some of us are not just looking at our past. We're looking at our whole family's past and we're saying that sure enough can't be because my whole family always was. But divine destiny is going to put you at odds with that. And it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a wrestling match. And that's what's happening here. He's wrestling with all of that in this art, in this, in this wrestle with this man. It's all this is going through. So he says, verse number 23, 25, I'm sorry. So now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched his socket of his hip. And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. This next passage, he says to him, let me go. He's wrestling, he's going through, and I'll say this, throw this out just for good measure. In your past, some of the wrestling matches that you had, trying to do things your way other than the way God had ordained it to be, they have left you with some scars, they've left you with some limps, amen, and your hips been put out of joint by, the, by wrestling against the destiny that God had for you, and that's what happened to Jacob. But then by the time he gets to verse 26, he says to him, let me go, for the day is breaking. The man who's wrestling with him says, man, let me go. But when you're driven by divine destiny, you're not going to let go no matter what the struggle is. So your current struggle won't cause you to give up on the destiny either. Nobody could possibly know what you're going through. You look like you got it going on. You smell good too. And we can disguise what struggle we're having right now. Nobody knows that if you don't come up with the right amount of money by January the 5th, you're going to be put out. Nobody knows that. But your current struggle won't cause you to give up. It won't make you give up when you're driven by destiny. I can be getting ready to get put out, but destiny says I'm not going to let go because God said he's going to bless. See, Jacob says, I'm not letting you go. I will not let you go unless you bless me. I didn't come this far and go through this much mess and this much trouble to get a hold of God and get my hands around you and not leave with a blessing. Oh, no, you told me you was always going to be with me. I'm not going to let you go. You told me you were bringing me back to the land and you were going to bless my decision. I'm not letting you go. You told me you wouldn't leave me. You wouldn't forsake me. I'm not letting you go. I'm getting ready to go back and deal with my brother and you said you were going with me I ain't letting you go until you bless me I wish I had some people that know what it's like to get your hands wrapped around God I wish I had some people that knows what it's like to go through hell and high water to struggle all the way through but yet when you get in the presence of God somebody needs to get in the presence of God tonight and tell the Lord I'm not going to leave until you bless me 
See, when you're driven by destiny, you can have more bills than money, but you'll hold on until the money comes. When you're driven by destiny, the doctor can say, ain't nothing else we can do, but destiny says, I know I'm healed in the name of Jesus. Every once in a while, can I help somebody here? You need to break out some oil and anoint yourself in the name of Jesus and tell the devil, devil you are a liar I'm on my way to the place that God said to me I know it doesn't look like I'm going to make it but destiny says I'm going to get there and I'm not letting go of the promise of God until I get my blessing Jacob said I'm not I'm not letting go oh no you're going to give me a blessing I like that you're going to bless me because just because I'm struggling now doesn't mean I'm giving up Oh, I'm going to rest. I don't care if it's daybreak, afternoon. I'm holding on till I get my blessing. I know you've been wrestling a long time, but hold on. Your blessing is coming. Got to tell God I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to let go of my faith. I'm not going to let go of my God. I'm not going to let go of my belief. In him, I live. In him, I move. In him, I have my being. Because of him, I'm here. And I'm not locked up. I'm not six feet under. Thank you, God. And because of you, I'm not letting go. Oh, no, I'm not letting go. No matter what I'm going through right now. Jacob said, I'm not, I'm not going to let go. We're going to keep on wrestling until I get my blessing. I wish some of you would not give up. Too many people are giving up. Yeah, God, he didn't come through for me. No, I, I just gave up on church. I gave up on God. I gave up on worship. I gave up on religion. I, I gave up on reading my Bible. I gave up on Bible study. I, I gave up. I gave up because, because I was struggling. Now, you got to keep on holding on till he blesses you. Till he blesses you. See, your past struggles can't hold you hostage and your current struggles won't cause you to give up but finally finally verse number 27 he says so he said to him what is your name he said Jacob he said your, your name shall no longer be called Jacob but Israel for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed last movement of this text is that your struggles will lead you to fulfill your destiny see we want to go through life with no struggle. But struggle leads you to your destiny. If I knew exactly every component of how I was going to get to the destiny, I wouldn't struggle as much. But here's the good thing about God. God just says, this is where I'm going to get you. But it doesn't tell you how you're going to get there. I know we don't like that part, but trust me, that's the really good part. Because God says, we're going to end up over there by that door. Life and our own intellect and our own power says we're going over here because over here looks better than over there and this is really what I like. And so we take off over here and over here we get into all kinds of stuff. Y'all know about it. And while we're going through all the stuff, it started out fun but it ends up hell. And then somewhere along the way, you say, you know what? This ain't so fun after all. I'm trying to get my way and ease my way out up here. And, but it's hard because now I'm hooked. I got an addiction. I like it. I like doing that. I like, oh, yeah, I like. Oh, let me go back over there. 
And so you keep going at it and you keep going at it. And somewhere along the way, you meet a man named Jesus. And he'll remind you that your destiny was not over there. But I destined you that you would be with me over here. Matter of fact, what I did was I died on a cross to make sure that you ended up over there. But you got up with your bad self, thought you had it going on. You struggled and you wrestled. But now you're my child. I'm going to give you my Holy Spirit to dwell inside of you. And I'll give you power to walk on over here where I destined you to be. I'm trying to help somebody here. But if I had not gone through the struggle, my worship over here would be hindered because I wouldn't know how to worship God for bringing me out of hell. I would not know how to worship God for bringing me out of drugs. I wouldn't know how to worship God for bringing me out of alcoholism. Somebody ought to give him glory because it's been too good. He destined you to better. You ought to let your destiny drive you to get in the presence of God and give him all the glory. That's due his name. You thought you were supposed to be poor, but destiny says you're going to be rich. You're driven to be rich and not poor. You thought you were supposed to be a thug, but destiny says I set you apart as holy. You're supposed to be holy. You're driven to holiness. It's a struggle, but it's your destiny to be like God. You thought that you was going to live a life that had no struggles at all. But God said, I'm going to take you through some things so you can appreciate it when you get there. I'm just glad that I've gone through some things because if I hadn't gone through some things, I wouldn't be as strong as I am. If it had not been for the Lord who brought me out and if I had done it all by myself, I'd stand up in the pulpit Sunday after Sunday and I'd preach about me and I'd tell you about me and I'd tell you how good I am and I'd tell you how good I've always been and I'll tell you how wonderful a gift I am to the world but because that ain't the truth because I'm a sinner saved by the grace of God because he rescued my soul from a sin, sin-filled, stained hell. I can give glory every Sunday morning to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It's not because of me, but it's because of him that I'm driven by destiny. Can I talk, y'all? Just a moment. I want to tell you about all of your destiny. We all have a destiny. Yes, Lord. The Bible says after death comes judgment. What that means is all of us are destined to appear before the throne of God. That's your destiny. You're going to stand before his throne. Every single one of us, believers and unbelievers, you still got to appear before the throne. For the unbeliever, there's going to be a book check. They're going to open up a book. And in that book, everyone who has accepted Jesus Christ, their name is written in that Lamb's book of life. Either it is or it's not. Either you have given your life and heart and committed to him or you haven't. Judgment is coming to us all. He checking 
Are you covered in the blood of the lamb, the one who died for you? Have you committed your heart and your life to him? Surrendered, walked away from it. No longer having a desire to please self, but wanting to please God with your life. Confess your sin. Believe in your heart. God raised him from the dead. Just like the scripture says, have you done that? That's what our destiny is. But watch this. But am I ready for my destiny? Am I driven by that destiny? Believer and unbeliever, that's what ought to drive us. That we've got to stand before the King of kings and Lord of lords and give an account for the life that he's given us. Praise the Lord. You've been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-574-3515. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Hi, Don Crow here for Passport Auto Group a family-owned business with a stellar reputation for superior customer service before, during, and long after the sale. A mission... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.